0: WBEZ Features is supported by Adler University, educating students to advance socially responsible practice, healthy communities, and a more just society, with degrees in psychology, counseling, public policy, and leadership. Adler.edu. This past weekend, more than 140 people reportedly crowded together, maskless, at an illegal club in Wicker Park for a party, until the city showed up. A special task force of city workers has been busting up large gatherings in homes and businesses during the pandemic. It's considered essential work to curb the spread of COVID-19. WBEZ's Odette Youssef takes a look at how they do it. That wasn't the first big party in Wicker Park during the pandemic. Just a couple weeks earlier, Joseph Sneed went to another one. It was just before 1 a.m. on a Sunday, and Sneed had heard about this party on social media. But when he went to the location, he didn't find anything. Three guys across the street also seemed to be looking for something. He asked them where the party was. Turns out they were looking for it too. One had a friend already inside. She told them by phone how to access the rear entry by alley. It was a location that used to be a bank known as The Vault. Sneed went in with his new friends.
1: Like He was a party goer. Like it was, he was just a, a regular uh, a person. Paid $40 to get in.
0: But Sneed wasn't just a party-goer. He was a city investigator. And that voice you just heard was his boss, Ivan Cappofalli. Capafali is with the Department of Business Affairs and Consumer Protection, the lead agency on the task force.
1: And he wasn't dressed, you know, with your typical clubbing, you know, clothes. <laughs> but he was able to get in. So I, you, can, you can see where a lot of these people are taking, money is, is money's more important than health.
0: The city declined to make Joseph Sneed available for an interview, and Sneed didn't respond to my direct attempts. But there's a lot of color you'll find if you get your hands on the investigator's report. I did, through a Freedom of Information request. This was a big party. Over 300 people, a live DJ and dancing, sparklers everywhere.
1: And when he went in, he saw that they had different areas that were advertising for thousand dollars, two thousand dollars bottle service. I mean, yeah, it was it was a very well <laughs> to run party, I guess.
0: Currently, Illinois is not allowing private parties in commercial spaces, and gatherings at private residences can't exceed six non-household members. When Sneed got to this party. He called another member of the task force. The team arrived, and then the DJ announced the party was over. There was a rush to the exits. According to the report, people were yelling and swearing at officers on the task force, an investigator and building inspector were threatened. And now, the party organizer and building owner are caught in what will likely be a costly and complicated saga to account for flagrantly violating public health law.
1: I mean, we're talking about up to $10,000 for violating the health order.
0: I reached out to the party organizer. He declined to be interviewed. Capafali says stories like this are the exception. If
1: we identify 12 locations in one given night to investigate, maybe two or three of those locations turn out to be, you know, real complaints and that they need to be shut down. So we're seeing more um compliance.
0: The task force came together at the very end of July. It's made up of investigators from Cappofalli's department, police, fire, and the Department of Buildings. The team has only seven or eight people, but in its first four full months, it's done nearly 800 investigations. A WBEZ analysis finds that nearly two-thirds of those have resulted in either a cease and desist notice or a citation. Everything from a baby shower to a party of more than 400 people in the Greater Grand Crossing neighborhood.
1: So every weekend we're all working late, to 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning.
0: That's the schedule. Nights and early mornings from Thursday through Sunday. It's handled as many as 37 investigations on a single Saturday night. Cappofalli says they hear about parties on social media or people calling in tips. Sometimes a police district alerts them. Ideally, they stop a party before it even happens. Capafali says they try to talk to the owner or organizer of the venue to head it off. The city's also working with Eventbrite, a website that sells tickets. When it identifies large events, it has Eventbrite suspend ticket sales. But Cappofalli says over time, folks have been getting sneakier.
1: They have lookouts. Uh, like, for example, this past weekend, we we broke up a party where you stand in front of the place and it looks like an abandoned building with a border, of, you know, door. Um, but on the second floor, they were partying. So there were like 145 people there.
0: The work carries physical risks. At an investigation at yet another Wicker Park location, security and the party promoter reportedly began physically pushing the investigator out the door. They only stopped when the police vice unit arrived. And there's the possibility that when the task force members walk into throngs of unmasked people to break up a party, they'll catch COVID.
1: We, we have not had any issues with that yet, and I hope, hopefully, we won't.
0: Capafali said this past weekend he got a tip there might be another party at the vault, that Wicker Park spot where the city broke up the 300-person party. And so, again, the team had to investigate.
1: It was me, actually. I try to, I dressed up with my, my, my uh, clubby clothes, you know. <laughs>
0: but it was a dud. Nothing was going on. It might have been an interesting story. But Capafali says this is actually what the city really wants, which is not to collect fines, not to catch people red-handed. The point is not to have parties, at least until the spread of COVID is back under control. Odette Youssef. WBEZ News.